From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 119 of the Talking Disney Podcast. We're all waving at you once you get to see the video. Uh, and I am <laughs> if, your host. If you if get to you see get the see. video. <laughs> I'm your host, Jason. I'm here with uh, Cody and James. What's up, guys? What's up? I am ready to talk some Disney. There you go. It's been a couple weeks. This is... Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look back at the, the the episodes from years past. If April, May, June seems to be a uh, a busy time of the year where we don't get as many in, it usually uh, is because in, in years past you've had like baseball practice and stuff like that, and it's yeah, it's usually been a busy time for for you as well. I know this has been my busier. This is typically my busier time of year at work, and you know. James goes to Disneyland every other Thursday. So for, for research, for research. research. Yes. You Sometimes know, not even name. every other Thursday. Sometimes every <laughs> Thursday. Cause looking back, what's today? May 16th. So we recorded episode uh, 118 published on May 3rd. And then part of that 117 was April 6th. So we went almost four weeks. I think it was three and a half weeks without an episode. Cause we were all busy doing stuff. And then, yeah. March 30th. March was a pretty good month. Month. March 30th, 23rd, 9th, and the 2nd. So we got four episodes in in March, but April nice. April May's been a little struggle. So uh we'll see how that uh how that changes coming into June and July. Yeah. So I'm excited um, to be here. I'm excited yeah, to get recording. Yes. Yes, me too. Had to do it tonight because I'm actually leaving town tomorrow. So um, Tuesday, May 16th, uh, we are recording. Um, get an episode up before I leave tomorrow. So Cool. So speaking of research at Disney, I thought uh, before we get into any Disney news we may have, James can tell us about his uh, his special night he had at Disneyland. On the last episode, we talked about our throwback night where James and I was there and then he was going back for another night, and I will sh- let him share that. Yep, and I'll try to be quick so I don't take up too much time, so we can actually get to a movie. I think uh, I think uh, I, I think Cody has some Reedy Creek news that we need to talk about, so <laughs> we may need extra time. <laughs> Great. We better make this a two-part episode then. No. So yeah, uh, May the fourth. I mean, we went on what was that? April twentieth was the throwback night. <laughs> Um, so the following week, uh, my wife and I and, and my sister and some friends were down at, uh, Fresno for the river, but May the 4th, we went down there and did the star Wars night, you know, may the fourth be with you. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I really thought that may, you know, being May the 4th, I don't want to say that there wasn't a lot of people there. There were a lot of people there, but it felt like there were less people than there has been in past Star Wars nights. And I can't but it was it I, was sold out according to Disney, right? It was sold out. Yeah. I mean yeah. it sold out quick. But I felt like 
uh, a lot of the picture opportunities, there were a couple of the picture opportunities that were just insane. Like they had uh, uh, Queen Amidala uh, there close to the princess fair where they do the princesses that where they do the dancing in there um, right there across from Maurice's treats. And in that princess fantasy fair location, um, she was in there and it was impossible to get in, to get a picture with her. Um, obviously people did, but I know they waited for hours to do that. We were able to get quite a few different pictures and we didn't have to wait a tremendous amount of time. It was really similar. I feel like to throwback night where we didn't have to wait a ton of time for things. Um, there were some things, some attractions from the year before, like the speeder bikes. Like if there was a, if there was something like that that we had done before, we didn't even try to do. Uh, but at one point, we walked back there, back to Critter Country, to just kind of see what was back there. Um, and they had the speeder bikes again, and there was like virtually nobody there. There was like two people in line. Uh, so I think there was a lot of people there. I think they were just in different places from where I was at the different times. Uh, you know, they do the star, uh, the uh, lightsaber meetup. I think they did it nine, 10 and 11, I think. And, and we walked back there for one of those and there's a ton of people there. I mean, right there in the, in front of the millennium Falcon, there was, I mean, it was just jam packed with everyone and their lightsabers. And that was cool. We walked through there, you know, kind of took a little bit of video and stuff. But then after that, uh, we just kind of walked around the park and, uh, it was a lot of fun. I think the biggest frustration for that night was really the, uh, the food offerings, uh, like they had some different things, but it's just, man and just food offerings in general at disneyland the last few visits have been very frustrating for me the whole mobile ordering uh the attitude of some of the cast members <laughs> uh the people not understanding how it works and getting in the way and it just being a nightmare like i don't think we had one special food item for star wars night at all because we, we just couldn't get anything when we first got there and we didn't go into the park during the day we just went in uh, you know, I went into work for a little bit that Thursday and we drove down. I think we got down there about six o'clock or so. And that was the time that we could start going in. So I think we actually went into the park about seven. Um, even at that point, even though the event wasn't starting till nine, the park wasn't closing till late. I mean, everything was, was nuts. I mean, even, you know, we hadn't eaten. So we were trying to get something to eat at the Galactic Grill there in Tomorrowland. It was like an hour wait just to get up there and order anything. The mobile ordering was pushed out three hours. I mean, it was just wow. the whole food situation was nuts. So, but other than that, we had a good time. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> really for me, the after dark things, I think the main thing I like to do is, is try to get those different unique picture photo opportunities. Um, and I feel like we were really able to accomplish that. Uh, there was one with uh, one of the droids and the Jawa that was there interacting with people, which was really cool. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. <clears throat> was, was it like, looking, was it like throwback night where some of them were photo pass things and some were just yeah. them hanging out and, you know, yeah. Some of okay. them just hanging interacting out, exactly. with people. Yeah. Yep. And there was some, some, I mean, obviously there's things that you don't get to, you know, um, I think they had Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker out there with R2-D2, but they were kind of in that uh, that area between Autopia and Space Mountain in that big circle thing. And it wasn't like it was a photo op necessarily. They just had a stream of people walking past them. And so people would be walking past them and trying to snap a selfie as they go. But it's not like they were, you know, they were like, I don't know, 10 feet back from everybody. Right. So Sounds they didn't like even try off. to get into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but it was cool. It was a good night. It was fun. Um, 
you know, I would definitely do it again. I like being there for Star Wars night. Um, but I am going to dress up next time because I did you wear did you wear comfortable shoes this time? I did wear comfortable <laughs> shoes this time. Yes, as a matter of fact, I made sure to wear comfortable yeah. shoes. Um, but yeah, it was good. We had a good yeah. time, and uh, I will definitely do that one again. Uh, yeah. Definitely want to dress up and take a lightsaber with me next time because I felt out of place. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. So because this is the second time you've done Star Wars night. Yeah. I think so. I don't know if I've done it a third time before or not. Was this 23? I mean, I would have done it in 22. I know you did it that one where, cause you had bought tickets and then they, I get what they closed or they canceled yeah, it or something. And you canceled got it because of COVID and they kept yeah. scheduling it. And eventually I got to go. And I don't know if that was, that was in August sometime. I thought, yeah, I forgot sure. what year, but I don't know if that was in 21 and then they did one in 22 that I went to. Or if the one they kept pushing back was in 22 and this was the second one, I'm not sure. So, um, but it was fun. We had a good time. And then on the 5th, uh, May 5th, we hung out at the parks also. Um, obviously, we slept in a little bit, but we get we did a, uh, a tour that they were offering that I had seen someone post about online. It's, it's called the Disney 100 uh, tour, and it was kind of cool, kind of unique. Um not a lot of people on our tour. I think there was eight of us total. And they took us a couple different places there in Disneyland. Uh, but then they took us over into California Adventure also, which was kind of cool. And we did the Animation Academy thing, which I have personally never done. I've actually never been in there. I know what it is. I mean, you go in there and basically they teach you and, and show you how to draw a character. And so one of the things with this tour that we were taking, one of the highlights or one of the things that they they point out on it is that you get to do a special character that you don't normally get to do in animation academy so i guess they cycle through characters and it sounds like they probably have some pretty general ones i know i've seen the kids do like pluto and uh stuff like that so anyways we got to go through the cast member entrance you know we got to go backstage uh, to get in there and then they let us into the room where the animation academy is and like i said i've never been in there before so I mean, it's kind of like stadium seating I'm, you guys have probably been in there before right have you guys both been in there? i have i have i yeah. have not you have not so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool it's kind of like stadium seating you know there's like i don't know 10 to 15 rows uh you know up and down and then there's a uh, a, a pad on each one so you can get a piece of paper and a pencil. And then there's a guy sitting up at the front uh, or an animator up front uh, with an easel. And they basically have a camera so that they can show you how to draw. But because we were there for the tour, we got to go backstage uh, and we got to go in there about 10 to 15 minutes before they brought in the general public, which was kind of cool because he kind of talked about his story, how he became an animator and kind of talked about working at the Disney company, let us ask questions and stuff like that and just kind of talked to us. And uh, then he brought in the, you know, the general, the general people that were just in line for the animation Academy. And we ended up drawing Ursula um, obviously from the little mermaid, which was kind of cool. And it's funny because like I said, I've never been in there before. I think people go in there hoping that they get a different character or a a unique character. It's funny when he announced Ursula, like everybody that had just walked in was just like, I mean, they were all excited. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Because I think they typically, they have like a schedule posted Mm -hmm. somewhere outside where the public is, where you queue up or something that says Mm -hmm. what character you're drawing at what time. Yeah. So it either I, I'm curious maybe that 
the schedule maybe said mystery character or maybe it said, I don't know, Pluto. And then they were surprised because it wasn't Pluto. But that's cool because because I've seen pictures, people post on like the Facebook groups like, oh, if anybody's wondering, here are the the different characters at Animation Academy today. Yep. Yeah, um, that's true. That's cool. Now that you mentioned that, I have seen that. So, uh, but yeah, it was cool. You know, then they took us back to. Do you have your drawing to show I us? I do, but it's not with me. I'll, oh, I'll okay. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that good. So, so but, nobody, it, but it wasn't that bad either. <laughs> nobody, no uh, animator at Disney should feel threatened that you're going to take their job or what? No, no. no. But there was a okay. couple people there that were like really talented. Like, yeah, uh, even in our tour group. And then part of the public group that came in, there was one guy that sat down there and his drawing was amazing. Um, so yeah, mine's definitely, no one's going to look at that and say, you know, wow, who drew this? Other yeah. Than- this guy carried, this guy carried in his own, like, uh, like artist table and he, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there will be no mistake. He had special in that pencils. For sure. Yeah. But it was cool. Then they took us back over to Disneyland. They gave us a uh, a chance to get a picture in front of the castle. You know, photo pass person came over and took everybody's pictures individually. And then they gave us a special pin, which I'm not a. I sent you guys a picture of it. It did. I don't know if it was a, like a tour specific pin. I know when I've taken tours before and gotten pins, they've been very specific. Like you know, it's walking in Walt's footsteps. It's the the Segway tour, and there's a little Segway on there. Um, this one, I think it just said like Disney 100. I think it's just a picture of Mickey Mouse, not a picture, but you know, uh, right. kind of Mickey Mouse, but it was still cool to get that. And, uh, you know, I think the tour took about three hours, I think, give or take. So that was cool. And so that was the fifth and then we just kind of hung out and, uh, um, yeah, that was that. And then I went again last week, uh, for lab day, we go for work every year in May and so we were able to go into the parks again on, on Friday and Saturday. So that was cool. Got to go to Blue Bayou again. And that steak was just <laughs> as good as the last time. Oh, my goodness. The ribeye, Oscar-style ribeye that they currently have at Blue Bayou. If you can get there and get that before they go back to their stupid tapenade or whatever else they transitioned into, the Oscar-style ribeye is the best steak the Blue Bayou's well, ever offered. Well, when you come out, if well, next time you come out here, if it, when you do, we'll have to take you to that restaurant where you went because I sent you that text Saturday night. We were mm-hmm. we were eating something they had, they had it there. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I would love to. Anytime yeah, it says Oscar-style, I'm in. Yeah. See how it see how it compares to. Uh, S- sign me up. So yeah, so those, those are a couple trips that I had, uh, you know, for May the 4th and then the following week for lab day. And of course, lab day last week is starting to get busy because of grad night. So, uh, a lot of people, a lot of kids running around, but we still had a good time. We got to eat at the magic key terrace, which I haven't eaten there in a while. Um, I think last time I ate there, I think we talked about it on the show. They had lobster corn dogs and they were okay, but not great. Um, this time they had a couple different things that was really good there. Uh, their cheese and meat board. What do you call that? A charcuterie board or something? That was really good. Um, we tried, uh, uh, I tried to, it was plant-based. So it was one of those impossible uh, meat things, but it, it sounded good. So I tried it. It was flatbread with impossible Sicilian meatballs on it. And uh, that was fantastic. Just the food at the Magic Key Terrace was really, really good. And I got the Heimlich Choo Choo drink that I've been wanting to get for forever, but never have because I felt like a little kid, but you know what? I said, screw it. I'm getting it. 
<laughs> that thing is nice. delicious, by the way. <laughs> that thing is good. So from now on, every time I go, it's Heimlich Choo Choo all the way. <laughs> oh, and no and matter what of, people say about you, right? Yeah, I don't care. Speaking of Blue Bayou, because you know I had to get another glow cube also. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, they had glow the glow cubes shaped like Mickey Mouse this time, which was really cool. Oh, and I wanted cool. to. It was funny because Jason, I feel like when we were there uh, a few weeks ago, we ordered the Louisiana lemonade. And they wouldn't give us refills. Right. They right? said no they, refills. What? Yeah, they said no refills on those, right? I don't know if we brought that up in the last time when we were no, talking about that. I don't not. think so. But I remember that being like really weird and yeah, because that they took away free re- refills. Because we had ordered it and it's you had always told Marsha. free refills on the lemonade. Yeah, yeah. You, we ordered it the night before because we went two nights in a row, first night, Wednesday, and then Thursday with you. And we ordered it and we didn't get a refill the night before, but we didn't really – we didn't ask for one. We 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 had our water and other drinks, so we weren't really thinking about it. And then uh, you had mentioned Thursday, yeah, it should be refills, should and be then yeah. and then it wasn't. And uh, the guy told us no, right? He's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, no free refills on that. So that yeah. was funny because we were at Blue Bayou on this past Friday, uh, this past Saturday evening, and I ordered the Louisiana lemonade and I got the glow cube, um, and I started drinking because we were really. I was really thirsty. It was, it was hot down there. And I just had decided that I'm going to drink this whole thing before my steak gets here. And then I'm just going to order a refill. I don't care. I'm going to have to pay for it. And it was funny because as I'm getting to the end of it and the waiter's coming by, the steak hasn't come by, he comes by with a pitcher of lemonade. He's like, here, let me top off your lemonade. And I'm like, what? Like I had just told everybody, yeah, you know, cause Jen had ordered a lemonade as well. Yeah. I was like, yeah we're going to have to pay for a refill. And he just came by with a pitcher. Like I, because I think wow. I even told you, usually they come by with a pitcher, pitcher yeah. and just refill it. He refilled yeah. those things four times for us. And I was like, what in the heck was going on three that's, weeks that's ago? That's crazy because <laughs> when we were there, you said, because uh, you had drank yours pretty fast. You're like, if, if I knew it wasn't free refills, I wouldn't have drank it so fast. I would have yeah, you know, spaced exactly. it out over the meal. But So I have no idea crazy. what happened between April 20th and May 13th, but yeah. they took away free refills for Louisiana lemonade. And I don't know, maybe enough people complained because now they're back. So I thought that was kind of crazy. Huh? Well, so, Hey, well, Marcia, Marcia's standing right here. I'll tell her, uh, James went to blue Bayou Saturday. They got free refills on their, uh, lemonade. That is BS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better get that button ready to bleep her out. Hey, I got a, I got a sensor button. Say, say what you really mean. Well, she went she went crazy right there a second ago. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was crazy. I, I just when that happened, I thought I I needed to make sure and make yeah, because that, that was crazy. Man, you should have milked it for all it was worth and got it to go cup. Yeah, yeah, kind of get it yeah, Yep. Yeah, and some kind of fire alarm went off or something too while we were there. I didn't actually hear it, but like Blue Bayou, it had been emptied out, and some of the other buildings had been emptied out. So by the time we got over there, we were able to get in pretty quick, but. It couldn't have um, been Murphy because Murphy was already on fire. Yeah, Murphy was so already on fire. There had to be you know, something else. This last weekend, man, there was a ton of rides down, just like out. I didn't get to ride Splash Mountain. I was going to ride it for one last time. But, oh, no. you know, I'm very comfortable with my last ride being with Jason and Marsha. I mean, that that's good. Uh, but we had fast passes for Splash Mountain and then it broke down. So we had to go ride something else, but that wasn't too bad because I was having a hard time getting on uh, hyperspace mountain, which I really wanted to do. So we used the, you know, whatever they call it, the enjoy any entertainment pass or whatever. So we just use that for hyperspace yeah. mountain. 
which was cool. I did think it was interesting also that, <clears throat> you know, I think merchandise is always a big thing from these uh, uh, after dark things. Or, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. <laughs> they did have shirts for Star Wars night when I was there on May the 4th and I went in and looked at them and they're just a basic blue shirt. And on the front of it, there's no, no pictures or anything. It's just all wording saying star Wars night, you know, uh, 2023. Did it look like the logo and stuff that is on like the, uh, the, the website and all that, or I think so. Like the font and stuff like that. Uh, I wouldn't really say logo because there's really no picture right. to go along with it. Right. Um, but I think the font was the same. And it was just like, you know what? That's a really boring shirt. Like, I don't want to get that. They didn't have any pins. Like, I really want pins. I don't know why they don't get pins or something. But I thought it was interesting when we were walking around this last weekend because they had two more nights, two more Star Wars nights after we were there on the 4th. They did one on the 8th. They did another one on the 11th. And when we were walking around on this last Saturday, I'm walking through Tomorrowland and they had those shirts in the Tomorrowland store. So I guess they didn't sell all of them because yeah. they were there just open to the public on, you know, two days later. Uh, I wish, I wish they would get the whole after dark uh, shirt thing or merchandise thing figured out because people don't want shirts. They want pins, they yeah. want magnets, something like that. So. Anyways. Well, and I think what you suggested the last time we recorded in regards to the merchandise is, do it in a similar fashion to the way D23 did it. And when you buy your tickets to the event, kind of it, it walks you through the merchandise options so you can just add it all into your cart and then they'll mail you the shirt or the pin or the yeah the whatever yep. before the event. And then if you want to wear it at the event, you already have it. And then yeah. they don't have to play this guessing game of, okay, well, we know how many tickets we sold, but how many people are actually going to buy these shirts and then they can actually make a worthwhile design because then they really only need to print the amount that gets sold. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if you buy like a last minute ticket, like a day of or whatever, you just, you don't get the, the shirt that, or you just get it two weeks later, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Disney, if you're listening, you need to do that. Oh, and one more thing before I, before we move on. One quick rant to do with the mobile ordering because I, I, I talked about that for Star Wars Night. This last weekend, oh, I was so mad because on Friday, you know, at the Jolly Holiday, they have those uh, Mickey Mouse-shaped raspberry macarons, right? Yeah. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, macaron. It's not macaroon, it's macaron. They're two distinct different types of... There are, they are two different things. Yes. Yes. So the macarons and the raspberry ones, they're always selling out. So I didn't pre-order one Friday. We ended up getting over there. I'd say about three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. You know, I did courses during the morning uh, for work and we got over there and I didn't get one. So the 13th, I woke up early, ordered one because you can order one and pick your time to come back, even if it's at eight o'clock at night. So I picked a, a, a time to come back a little bit later and I was able to purchase one. Well, when it comes time to get it, like, oh, <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> like, I, like, first off, I st- I'm sure I've talked about it before, but I have a real issue with you have to click, you have to wait for your time window. Sure. <clears throat> and then when it's with you in your time window, you have to say, I'm here. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. you say you're here, it takes anywhere from 30 seconds to 20 minutes before the screen changes and it changes to blue and it says your order is ready. Go Mm -hmm. to mobile order window number one. So 
I click that I'm here and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Nothing's changing. Finally, it changes to blue and says, you know, go to mobile order once. So I walk in there and as I go in there, like my phone glitches, like the screen just like starts, you know, like starts buffering or something. And then it says, sorry, mobile order, mobile order is not available right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So now I'm like, well, let me try to refresh this. And meanwhile, there's a lady behind me walking at the same time. She's like, are you in line? I was like, well, yeah, but it's buffering. So go on ahead. So I refresh it. It comes back up while it's coming back up. Three other people come in behind that lady in front of me. And I'm like, what the heck are you guys doing? Can you not see that I'm here in line and my screen is blue? And then the cast member is like, excuse me, excuse me. You're all going to have to line up over there across the room and I'll get to you as soon as I have a chance. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So then these people who have now just walked past me are going to the line. And I'm like, well, now I can be a complete jerk and try to walk in front of them, but they're not going to realize. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You weren't quick enough with that. So I had to change the word to jerk. (laughs) It was not going to be jerk originally. So then it's like, okay, well now I guess I have to wait behind these people. And one of those people didn't have their screen on blue, which is annoying as heck because you're not supposed to go there till your screen is ready. And then, so then I had to wait and finally I get up there and uh, it was just, and that's the other thing. When you get up there, your order's not ready. They need to go and get it and prepare it. And it's like, quit telling me it's ready <laughs> if it's not ready. Damn yeah. you, Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and your mobile ordering fiasco. Yeah. That's what they so should anyways, be doing so. while you're there waiting after you've hit, I'm here. Exactly. It should just be and, right behind them for them to grab with the number on it and say, here you go. And you can be on your merry way. And you know what? I get it that they have a lot of orders they're doing i know that they're cooking grilled cheese sandwiches back there they're cooking tomato soup i had a raspberry macaron and a blueberry muffin both items that are sitting in the car in the in the counter right there like you don't have to do anything for it i mean is it so hard to get the computer system to understand that something like that that you literally just have to pick up just bump it to the front and set it there and just let the guy go let the guy yeah. go. I'm not waiting for you to cook a grilled cheese sandwich. I'm not waiting for you to make a turkey sandwich for me and a breadstick, any of that. Just give me my damn cookie and let me go ride Splash Mountain, which is closed. So I'll try Indiana <laughs> Jones, but it's closed. So we'll go to Thunder Mountain, but it's closed. So we'll go to Pirates, but it's closed. So I just you know, want my I, macaroon. <laughs> I was about to say that that's a... You know, that would be a really good campaign slogan to, you know, to advocate for the, being the next Disney CEO since Iger's looking for a replacement. But then it got really, really long and really negative. And I was like, well, it started good. And now, now I'm not so sure. Well, yeah. I got a little too passionate there. Obviously, I think my, my blood pressure is a little high at the moment, I think. So I need to calm down and relax. I do. I did have a rant from our last one, and I don't know if I shared it. I might have, but it's kind of similar to your mobile order line. If you're in line before your mobile order is ready, mm-hmm. same with the Genie Plus. Don't stand in front of the machines oh. while you're waiting for your time to pop up. I've got one minute till it it's yeah. gonna let me, and they're standing get, there. Get out of the way, because you. I'll, I'll use Big Big Thunder. We we walk up to that quite a bit, thinking. Oh. And people are like, hovering. Yeah, they're they're hovering yeah. inside of the little stanchions, and I'm thinking, oh man, they're they're waiting to get it, and they're all just down there staring at their phone. Yeah. So I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, move, move, move. 
go go wait somewhere else. Go wait across the walkway or something, but don't stand in line waiting for yours to change. Well, uh, it's, yeah. I, I've heard it. You know, I'm sure they tell people multiple places, but I hear it at Big Thunder a lot. The cast members telling people. If you don't have the barcode, don't stand here. Go wait somewhere yeah. else. You know, yeah. but then they take two or three steps away and then stop. Yeah, right. So. And then by the time they do that, then then it pops up, and then they come right back in and come yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. Oh, and and so. since you bring up the Big Thunder Mountain uh, queue line, one thing that popped into my head when we were there before that little space across from the queue where they serve chimichangas and turkey legs and I think corn on the cob. Uh-huh. Last time we were there, Jason, when I was there with you, remember I was looking for that and it looked like that place had closed down, right? Like it looked yeah. like it had been being dismantled. So we were walking on Friday, I think. And I was asking Jenna, I was like, do you know, because I had actually tried on Friday to get a chimichanga from main street where you used to be able to get them. And they're like, Oh no, you know, we don't have any. And I was like, well, can you tell me where I can get one? And they said, well, I think the stage door cafe, but they didn't seem real sure. So the next day we were walking and I was asking Jen as we were walking to Thunder Mountain, do you know where they sell the chimichangas now? And he's like, well, yeah, right there. And he points at that place across from Big Thunder. I was like, no, they started to, oh, it's back open. <laughs> like, I don't so, know. Like, it looked like it was being dismantled. They might they, they might have been doing some renovations to it or some yeah. refurbishment or something. Yeah, it did, yeah, it did look closed. So. Yeah. So anyways, it's back <laughs> open and free Louisiana lemonade refills at Blue Bayou. There you so. go. There you go. <laughs> So that made up for the closed Big Thunder and closed Pirates and closed yes. Indiana Jones and Splash Mountain. So exactly. he got he got refills on the Louisiana Lemonade. Yes. Oh so. well, I'm glad you had fun. Yes, it was a good time. It was a good yeah. time. It was, it yeah. was a slight aggravation of a couple of things here and there, but I mean know, the worst day. The worst day at Disneyland is better than the best day at work. So yeah, and honestly, yeah. all that aggravation as soon as you sit down and take the first bite of that delicious raspberry macaron—I <laughs> mean, like all the frustrations just melt away because that hey. thing is delicious. That's an advertising slogan. Yeah, frustrated at Disneyland. Go yeah, get you yeah. uh go get, get you a raspberry, raspberry macaron. Macaron. Yeah. Eat a raspberry so. macaron and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, and then back in a two three weeks for Pride Night. We I told go. Jason I'd go if he'd go. We should go. I can't. I can't get out there. So yeah, I thought that's about what it. He's saying that's what I he's thought saying. About you it, know, he so. said that a couple of times, and I still managed to get out there. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I didn't get to go to Disneyland this week or last week, like James did. But I did do something Disney. Um, Maddie's my youngest daughter. Their school put on a uh, concert, uh, but it was all Disney songs for the Disney 100 celebration. So nice. Uh, oh, cool. We got to go sit. I think they sung. They sung uh, I Love You, uh, the song from Zootopia. Um, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So that it, with, you know, 50, 60, sixth graders singing, it doesn't quite sound like the movie. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> off, but it, 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 was, it was fun. Uh, so they sang that. Uh, Supercalifragilistic Exvialidocious. They sang I Love You. They sang uh, the Zootopia song. And I think that was it. Maddie's right here. Hey, what what songs did you sing at your Disney concert? Uh, Super yep, we got that one. Uh, try everything and try everything. That's bare the, necessities. Oh, bare necessities. That's right. That was the other one. So that's a good. So one. yeah, yeah, it was good. It, it was it was good. Um, 
I, I had a couple rants about that event, but it's nothing that we need to talk about here on a talking Disney podcast. So uh, <laughs> I will say real quickly, you can't plan a fifth grade concert and a sixth grade concert to go back to back when you have parents showing up for the sixth grade concert while the fifth grade concert is still going on and there's no freaking parking. So you can't do them back to back. You either have to separate them by a little time or do them on a separate night. Uh, but that was my complaint. So, so sorry, Maddie's in sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. Okay, so you were getting there when there was no parking. So. Yeah, like yeah, the that's the, the, the rant. The, that's the rant. <laughs> the fifth grade one started at five thirty. Uh, supposed to last forty five minutes to fifty minutes. The sixth grade one started at six thirty, but uh, oh. we, we you know we drove around the parking lot for ten ten minutes waiting oh. for somebody to leave and. Uh, yeah, and they're yeah, all inside taking their time and talking, yeah. and passing out flowers to yeah. the kids and exactly. all that stuff. Whoever so, organized yeah. that should have known better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully probably. next year they 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 learn, but she won't be there next year, so I don't really care if they learned or not. It's probably uh, Bob Chapek. It probably. <laughs> well, Bob Iyer came up with the idea, and then Chapek just instituted <laughs> it that he got the blame for it. So, but I can't hear you, Maddie. He's... I know, not you though. All right. See ya. Okay. Maddie's over here talking to me about her concerts. So, all right. I, that's, uh, I mean, I got more news, but uh, Cody hasn't got to talk yet. Cody, did you have any news you want to share before? Uh, mine isn't really news. It's just observations. So, okay. Well, yeah, I've, I've got a couple things I, I'd like to share. Um, I believe since the last time we recorded, there's been some, some big news as far as, uh, Walt Disney World is concerned and being able to book Walt Disney World vacations for 2024. So we've, t- I think we, I don't know if we've talked about it on recording before, but typically Walt Disney World will release its calendar for vacation bookings for the following calendar year, usually mid to early June of the previous year. So as, as things stand right now, you cannot at this point book a Walt Disney World vacation that starts um, at any point in 2024. And just, and just to clarify, that's a package, right? You, can't, you, can, you can go on and reserve a room right now and you can buy tickets, but you can't do their package, which is obviously financially <laughs> better for you. Correct. Correct. Yes. So they're, they're vacation so, packages. So, someone, as we were talking about our trip in January, was thinking that we were crazy for saying that we were waiting for the packages to become available in June. So I'm just making that point clear that for the packages, they get released at a particular right. time. So you could buy your tickets and you could buy your hotel room separately, but it's going to be more cost effective to wait yes. for the package. Yeah, and it's I like believe- bundling your home in auto with, with you know, <laughs> progressive, said, you know. Yeah insurance and yeah <laughs> i i believe that you can because i was reading up on it i think you can make a hotel reservation but in order to do that you have to pay like the first night mm-hmm. uh, whereas if you do a package i think it's either 200 or 250 dollars down and then you can make payments so you have to do the first night and then when the packages come out you can transition it into a package mm-hmm. but my understanding is that basically what you're doing is canceling your hotel room getting your money back and then purchasing a package which makes no sense to just just wait for the package so yeah if if you're doing things that far in advance to where the packages aren't available to book yet 
and you, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're that concerned about securing your, you, you know, your, your whatever type of room at whatever on property resort. But like you said, it's essentially, you know, you're, you, if you're just doing the hotel outright outside of a vacation package, you do have to pay a deposit of one or, you know, your first night's stay. So whatever that would cost depending on the rate and all that. But then if you were to transition to a vacation package after those gets released is essentially, like you said, a cancellation and then a rebooking. So you're not really doing yourselves any yourself any favors by doing it that way. Um, and if you're, if you're planning that far out in advance, just it's a, it makes a lot of sense all the way around to go the vacation package route, uh, keeps things easy. Everything's together with the vacation packages. Um, th- there are usually special deals or offerings that go towards vacation packages or they'll offer different promotions. And usually all those promotions have to do with it being tied to a vacation package, you know, certain night stay with ticket and room and, you know, everything's always ticket and room. Typically you're not going to come across any deals that are just for rooms at Disney world that are just for rooms or just for tickets. Now, of course, you know, Walt Disney world's currently just making me eat those words because they just recently today or yesterday released a, a four day, one park per day ticket only offer for this summer that's for this summer. So it's not for next calendar year, uh, but for this summer and that's something they've, they've not done before. So it seems like they're really trying to get people in there for, for the summer. And it seems like that ticket offer would be geared a little bit more towards, you know, central Florida guests. Um, Cause if you're coming from any further, you're probably going to go the, vacation package route, but I haven't priced it out. You know, if you've got a really good deal on a hotel room, but it's summertime. So that's, that's harder to come by. You could potentially find a good deal there, but more often than not, you're going to find your, your deals that are going to save you a little bit money, a little bit of money with the vacation packages. Anyways, um, vacation packages, I just I just have to throw out there real quick before you go any further. Sure. As I'm looking at all the different packages and stuff, the reason that I know so much about them is because I happen to follow Jackson Family Travel on Facebook. I wanted to point out Jackson Family <laughs> Travel. If you don't follow them, you should go on there, check them out. They'll help you make reservations and live your best life. That's Jackson Family Travel on Facebook. So Man, now I'm going to have to pay for advertising. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the bill. No. Yeah. No, no, that's great. I appreciate that little. No, you need you need to do a little a little commercial type thing, a little jingle there, Cody, and we'll yeah, throw it I know. on there. I need to come up with a song now too. Yeah, <laughs> I got a song for everything else. So, so yes, uh, if it wasn't clear by that, you know, if you haven't, if you weren't aware, or you're new to listening to us. Uh, I do have my own travel uh, agency business. I can help you plan your trip to Walt Disney World if you're interested in going this summer or next calendar year or anywhere in between um, Jackson family travel on Facebook, or you can email Jackson fam travel at gmail.com. And, and we can, we can book something for you. You know, I can also do Disneyland and Disney cruise line or things outside of Disney as well. Other cruise lines. So if you're interested in traveling, 
and you're wanting to look at what your options are, reach out to me on Facebook or email. So appreciate that, James. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So uh, what I was trying to say um, was that you can start booking vacation packages for Walt Disney World in the calendar year of 2024, beginning May 31st of this month. It's a little bit earlier than it normally is. Um, but you know, with every year that passes, uh, there's more and more demand for the Disney parks and with Disney world. So beginning May 31st, you can start booking your vacation packages for Disney world, get your deposits in. Like James said, it's about a $200 deposit, regardless of your total vacation package price or cost. You know, if it's a $5,000 vacation package, cause you're you're going for a week and you're staying at a nice hotel. You only have to pay $200 up front and you can make payments along the way. And then your, your final payments not due until I believe it's 30 days before the day you check into your hotel. So if you're booking this far out, it gives you a lot of flexibility to make payments on it. And you don't have to worry about coming up with all that money at once. So Um, With that announcement that vacation packages would be available starting May 31st, they made several other announcements regarding uh, vacations and how vacations are going to work in 2024 when it comes to going to Walt Disney World. One of those is that... I think Cody's stealing my thunder, but go go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) No, I got it up right here, so I was was ready to go. So... And I know some of these things have been the, the, the Walt Disney World fan base community have been pleading and, and begging for some of these things. And uh, Disney Park fans in general have been asking for these things. So the first item uh, that they've decided to, do to announce that it's going to be applicable come January 9th, 2024. So that's essentially after the holiday season is done. The Christmas time, all the Christmas offerings will be done come January 8th, 2024. And then you basically go back to just normal Disney World in January, come January 9th. Um, There will be no theme park reservation requirements for date-based tickets. And a date-based ticket is essentially just going to be any Walt Disney World ticket, excluding annual passes and cast member gate passes. So if you're buying a vacation package ticket or you have a military ticket offer or you have, uh, you're just buying tickets outright from Disney, those are all considered date-based tickets. You have to tell Disney when you plan on using those tickets. There's not going to be any theme park reservation required. So you tell them, what days you're going, but you no longer have to specify ahead of time what park you plan on going to what day, just that you will be at the resort. You will be going to a park or multiple parks. If you have a park hopper on these dates and then that's all that's required. So. Which I think that was pretty unexpected, right? I mean, I don't think anyone thought that that was going to happen. Yeah. I think we kind of all were under the impression that uh, reservations are are here to stay because why not? At this point, we've all gotten used to it, you yeah. know, and so we got used to it. That's the reason to change it. 
<laughs> yeah, they're, I guess they're, so. getting, they're getting too comfortable. Let's uh, let's change this up a bit. And I mean, and of course, once go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, with with I, I my argument for keeping it around prior to this was they know exactly how many people are going to be where, and they still are going to have a general idea, but it's just not going to be as specific. You know, the data is not going to be as specific anymore. They're going to know that they're going to have this many people visiting the you know, the theme parks in Walt Disney world on any particular day as a whole, but they're not going to be able to predetermine exactly what guests will be in what park on a given day. So there's a little bit of a difference there, but. And of, of course, once they announced it, everyone started misunderstanding it and thinking, oh, oh no more reservations at Disneyland. And it's like, no, and so, you know, people, <laughs> people got to, you got to, you got to read all the information before you start. Yeah sharing things on Facebook, you know, yeah. Some people thought it was, you know, theme park wide, you know, us or or California and Florida, but it's specifically just Walt Disney world for now. It could change, but for now it's just Florida. And just a quick, I don't know if you guys have heard this or not. I just see, I'm looking through Facebook as we're talking and I just see something from Gothic Rosie's page, which I don't know if you guys follow her page or not, but, uh, She's a big Disneyland uh, presence that's always posting updates and stuff. And this is something that I hadn't heard. It looks like she posted it three hours ago from someone else, a Scott Gustin, saying effective tomorrow, May 17th, Disneyland Resort will make it possible for guests to modify park reservations to a different date and or park without having to cancel and rebook, which I think is actually a, a pretty cool thing because the way it's worked all the way up until now with the reservations is if I've got a reservation for next Friday and I decide I want to change that uh, <clears throat> to Thursday or, or add something or, or change anything, I have to cancel that reservation yeah. and, or, or say all my reservations are used up and I don't have any available and I want to change one of them to a particular day. I have to cancel it. And then there's that uncertainty that while it's canceled and I go to make the other reservation, is it going to still be available in the few minutes that it takes me to do that? So that's kind of cool that they're going to allow you to start modifying them to a different date and or park without having to cancel any books. Yeah, I had not I had not heard that yet. So I had seen somebody else post that right as we were getting on. So it does appear to be pretty recent information coming out. Yeah. And I think it's pretty safe to say with, with Gothic Rosie, she's pretty, she's pretty, uh, she usually her information is like right on. So, yeah. So is, so is Scott Gustin's. I'm I'm not quite sure what his connection is, but I know a lot of Disney Instagrammers, TikTokers, YouTubers, a lot of people look at his stuff and, you know, and, and take it as pretty concrete, whatever he's putting out there. Yeah. So that's cool. Yes. So continuing with that, um, annual, annual pass holders and, and cast members will have what's called, they, they will have some days as well that they, they're going to call them good to go days where they also don't need theme park reservations, but depending upon, um, how busy the parks are, how busy the parks are, capacity limitations and such. There may still be instances where 
pass holders for Walt Disney World and cast members still may be required to make a theme park reservation. So it seems like they're still kind of ironing out the details on that. Another thing that people have been begging Disney World to bring back since the COVID closure, or I guess the COVID reopening, is the Disney dining plan. Uh, One of the things that was very popular in Walt Disney World pre-COVID closure was the Disney dining plan. That allowed, when you booked your vacation package, you could purchase the Disney dining plan, which basically gave you credits that you could use towards quick service restaurants, um, sit down, uh, table service restaurants, and you had snack credits. And depending on which um, dining plan you bought, you know, there was like the quick service dining plan and then the, uh, the, I think they called it the table service dining plan or the uh, premier dining plan or something like that back in the day. Depending on which offering you bought into determined how many credits you received and and how you were allowed to to use them you know what where those credits were you know allotted to the different types of uh food service so as of january 9th also uh you can start buying the the disney dining plan because you can add it to your Vacation package? Your vacation package. So people are very excited for that. It is, as much as people are excited for it, there are a lot of people that the Disney dining plan is controversial as far as whether or not it's a good deal, whether or not it saves you money. There's been a, you know, there are lots of articles about it online. There's lots of YouTube videos about it online on how to get the most out of your money when you do the Disney dining plan. So it kind of just depends on, on how you use it. Some people really like the convenience part of it to where they can pre it's essentially prepaying for your food. And then you don't have to worry about shelling out money uh, when you dine or get a snack. You just use one of your credits. Um, and then some people feel like they're having to order the most expensive option every time they go to dinner or whatnot to feel like they're getting their money's worth out of it. So it works for some people. It doesn't work for other people. It's kind of a preference thing. There is a convenience factor to it, but the Disney dining plan is coming back as of January 9th, 2024. So Cody, quick question. You've used the dining plan. Is that correct? I have not. Or did you not? You have not. Okay. No, I, we did. I've, I've used it for one trip uh, mm-hmm. that they had it available. Um, I did not think that I would like it. I thought, oh my goodness, this just seems like a big hassle. Yeah. Um, but working through it and kind of helping to maximize it and seeing how it worked and getting there, mm-hmm. I really liked it that week. It was nice to have that plan. Um, and was it, was it the, what about it did you like? I liked the simplicity of not having to, like you said, one of the great benefits of it is basically you're paying for your meals before you get there. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like you're going to the be our guest restaurant and you're going to walk out of there spending, you know, another 185, $250. Uh, You've purchased the credits. And if you work with someone uh, really closely that knows what's going on, like Jackson family travel on Facebook, uh, you can maximize what you're doing 
and plan it out so that when you go there, you know what you're doing. Like when we did it uh, pre-Jackson Family Travel uh, group, uh, the person that was helping me uh, really helped to make sure that we had our reservations and knew what we mm-hmm. were using them for. Because some of the some of the restaurants are a little bit more expensive than others. Like right. I think, uh, what's the one called at the Polynesian Ohana? Is it Ohana? Is that the name I of believe the it's Ohana. Yeah. So that I think is a two credit, and that might actually even be a one credit. The two credit one was the one at the Contemporary, I think. Uh, California so Grill. Anyways, it, what's that? California the Grill. California- uh, that may have been, yes. I think that's a two credit. And I think Ohana is a one credit. And those are the types of things that working with someone kind of helps you out because I think that that was one of the distinctions that really made me go, oh, this was really helpful to mm-hmm. have this planned out because the Ohana is kind of an expensive upscale restaurant, but I think it was just one credit. But we also were looking at eating at the California Grill at the Contemporary, which had a nice view of the fireworks uh, at Magic Kingdom during the evening. And yeah. I think that was two credits, but we planned for it in advance. And so you don't have to worry about going to this upscale restaurant. Like uh, 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 a comparison would be going to the Blue Bayou at Disneyland. You don't have to worry about going there and a party of four costs 400 bucks, you know, right. 350 bucks. Like you buy the credits in advance mm-hmm. and I'm sure it all works out, but it's really nice. And then it, it they've got different, or at least they did have different dining plans. So you could choose like a, uh, you know, a general one, one that's not as involved and still pay for stuff. The one we got, I think there was three tiers. If, if I remember correctly, I'm not a hundred percent positive, uh, but the highest, the highest tier, uh, the person helping us was saying that this is kind of a, a waste uh, unless you just plan on eating like constantly during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the bottom one was not quite enough to, to make it worth it, but the middle one was perfect. And we had yeah. plenty of, you know, like you say, you get snack credits. So if you want to go get a thing of popcorn, you go over. And the cool thing about Disney world is everything's tied to that magic band. So mm-hmm. you got all your credits on there and you can look it up on the phone, but you can go over there. And if I remember correctly, say I wanted a popcorn or say I wanted a Mickey mouse ice cream bar, I'd go over there, order it, I'd tap my uh, magic band on there and they would give me a little quick printout saying, okay, you've got 35 snack credits left for the week, you know? And so you could keep track of it as you're going and, and kind of budget it. And, you know, if you've got five days in the parks and you've got 35 snacks, you know that as long as you yeah. don't go over seven a day, you're going to be okay or mm-hmm. whatever. So I really enjoyed it. I, I was really leery of it. Um, wasn't too sure about it, but I loved it and was a little bummed the next time we went to Disney World and they weren't offering it. So I, for one, am excited about it being back. Yeah. So, yes, uh, I think now um, I'm not able to see a ton of information about how the credits are being broken down as with the with the plans that they're introducing next year it does seem that they've simplified it a little bit it doesn't seem like you get as many credits as you did before so maybe it's not as expensive as it was before either because it was you know it wasn't a bargain uh option you know you it, it was it was a convenience thing so it does seem like you're getting less credits now than you did pre-covid and they've simplified it down to two options now it's just the disney quick service dining plan and the they're calling it just the disney dining plan uh, i believe the disney dining the disney dining plan gives you a a table service credit 
I believe each night. And so I think they're kind of reworking how they're, um, doing all of their credits and everything, but I'm sure they'll release more information as it gets a little bit closer to how all that's going to work. But for now we just kind of have the announcement that, that it's coming back. So, right. Cool. Very cool. Yes. Um, couple other just quick things. Um, they're, they're offering more time in the parks for Disney world resort hotel guests. Um, all Disney resort, all Walt Disney world resort hotel guests will receive early theme park entry and guests staying at deluxe resorts and deluxe villas will receive extended evening hours. Um, to be in the parks after the park cl- is closed to the public. So if you're if you're an on-site resort guest, you get early entry, which I believe is an hour. And if you're in a deluxe resort, you get the early entry plus an hour after the park closes. Um, you do have to have valid theme park admission and a resort ID, which would be on your your magic banner. If you didn't have a magic band, you'd have a a key card or something for your room. And they're, they're also planning, you know, this isn't being rolled out yet. They don't have a date for it, but back pre COVID you could book your, and also pre COVID it was called fast pass. You could book your Walt Disney world fast passes. What was it? Um, 60 days in advance. If you were staying on property or 30 days in advance, if you weren't staying on property, you could, you could pre-book your entire trip's worth of fast pass selections. Since the introduction of Genie Plus in Walt Disney World post-COVID, everything's done day of, kind of like it is in Disneyland with Genie Plus. If you want to make Lightning Lane selections, it's all day of. Uh, if you want virtual queue or if you want to purchase an individual Lightning Lane, it's all day of. There's no pre-planning when it comes to Genie Plus. I think people in Walt Disney World, guests of Walt Disney World, really liked being able to go on and do it in advance, have it taken care of in advance. It seems like the guests in Walt Disney World aren't liking having to be up at 7 a.m. to book their lightning lanes <laughs> um, that they want to go to on vacation each day. Um, and so it looks like they are working on being able to pre-book lightning lanes again, at least at Walt Disney World, through the Genie Plus service. So they don't say how far in advance you'll be able to. I don't think it's going to be 30, 60 days like it was before, but I think it will be maybe a week or two before your your arrival. You'll be able to make some of those selections rather than having to wake up at seven in the morning to do that every day, depending on what park you're going to. So, so those are kind of the big announcements there, but I'd I'd say the biggest one is being able to start booking your vacation packages on May 31st, no more theme park reservations and uh, the return of the Disney dining plan. Those are probably the big ones for most general Walt Walt Disney world vacation guests. Yes. So, so that's all I got. That's all I'm going to say today. <laughs> no Reedy Creek? Oh. 
close. No, we'll 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 hold off on Reedy Creek for uh, now. We'll we'll let some more development happen. Yeah, I don't think much has happened. So, yeah, like I said, I don't have any really. I I had that in my uh, news queue, uh, but Cody Cody handled it. So the only other thing I had is um, new haunted mansion poster and trailer came out today. Uh, the trailer is pretty cool. If you haven't checked it out, go to. Uh, you, I, mean, I think it's, it's probably on the Walt, Walt Disney Studios website. You go, or you can go to YouTube and look up Haunted Mansion trailer. Um, shares a little more of some of the stuff that's going to happen. Comes out uh, July July twenty eighth. Yeah, so that'll be one I'll want to go see in the theater. So I'll be there. And speaking of theaters, uh, this past weekend took uh, most of the family that wasn't working out to see guardians of the galaxy three wanted to go opening weekend just wasn't able to make it happen i think cody went opening weekend uh i did i went i went saturday and then cody happened to go a second time which i'm going a second time with one of my kids that didn't get to go uh hopefully hopefully next week some sometime uh i think it should still be in the theater so yeah uh james hasn't seen it james still hasn't seen it so i'm not going to mention anything to uh too much that'll spoil it for him but i really enjoyed it i thought it was great uh i went with one of my sons and then my wife and my two daughters my wife and my two daughters were mad at me for taking them to a movie that made them cry um so uh oh great and and cried for they different reasons uh okay and i can't i'm not gonna spoil it for james uh (laughs) thank you I thought it had some some great stuff in it. Uh, Gar- I, I always loved the music and the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it has some great great music. Uh, yeah, you know when when there's a fight scene and they're playing Beastie Boys, you know that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Which song? So, uh, Which song? It was uh, sabotage. Dang, I just went blank. Not uh, sabotage. Not sabotage. Um, you just have to go see it. Okay, I'll go. You see have it. to go see it. Uh, it's good it music, there. though. You know, yeah. and it's been kind it's of fun because, like, with each movie, they're kind of progressing through decades of music, and and they they definitely kind of lean into that, you know, and showing you that that's what they're doing in this movie. But yeah, great music, you know, right off the bat, that you know, it starts off on a really good song, and you make sure you stay for the credits all the way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, uh, which that's that's usually with any Marvel type movie, uh, and a lot of other other movies these days. Uh, I don't remember how long it was. It's. I think it was it's one of. The, it was one of the longer ones. It was about yeah, two and a half hours. But it didn't seem like it. Yeah. It, it had it, really good pacing, actually. Yeah. So, uh, I know some recent Marvel movies have struggled with with pacing. At least I have felt they've struggled with pacing. Yeah. Uh, this. This I didn't feel struggled with pacing. I th- I felt like the story was engaging from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, the cal- the characters were all very compelling. The the villain was extremely compelling in this movie. Yeah. I felt that this was a much more worthwhile villain than Kang in Ant Man Quantumania. I didn't feel like you know Kang's been hyped up so much ever since. Uh, we first saw He Who Remains and, and Loki at the end of the Loki show. Um, and then, you know, they've, there's been a lot of talk about Kang and Kang's going to be the new big bad of the next kind of installment of Marvel storytelling in the theaters and 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 on Disney Plus. And he was supposed to be this, you know, 
this big bad, you know, someone that, you know, messes with timelines and, you know, very scary, very powerful guy. And in Ant-Man and Quantum Mania, I mean, sure, maybe his powers weren't what they could be because he's been stuck in the quantum realm for however long, but he didn't seem all that menacing. It didn't seem all that scary. Sure. You know, they had to fight him, but it didn't seem like it was all that high stakes. It didn't seem like it was like, Oh no, are they, are they even going to be able to defeat him? You know, with this movie that the villain in guardians of the galaxy three, uh, the villain, his name is, or they call him the, the high evolutionary. amazing villain. This guy had some grit, you know, and the, the actor that plays this guy did a a phenomenal performance. The guy was great. Um, was very compelling, uh, on screen. I I loved every minute of his, of his scenes. And it was this movie guardians of the galaxy three had, a lot of emotional depth in, in more than one way in this movie. There were some very high highs in this movie, and there were also some very low lows in this movie. And, you know, I said it more than once now, so I don't, I don't, you know, outside of the podcast. So I don't think I'm going to shy, shy, shy away from it now, but I currently, I think this is my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Wow. So I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I, you know, there's not very many movies that I go to the theater to see more than once. Uh, I usually will try to go see movies opening weekend, if not the second weekend. And, you know, I make it a point to go see the ones that I want to see. But even if I really like a movie, I typically don't go see them again. I'll wait for them to come out on streaming or digital and buy it then or or what have you. I wanted to go see this one again. And I think it was just as good the second time around. So yeah, hopefully next week I'll get to, I'll get to experience that. I, there's, there, there's a lot more. I, I want to say some, some parts that I really enjoyed and funny parts and, but I, I can't yet. So um, yet. Uh, I guess if you yet. have, give me another if, week, if you have kids, you know, maybe you should be aware that uh, this movie does have the first ever full fledged F bomb, all four letters in, in this movie. So all four plus three. So (laughs) yes, all four plus three. It's uh, you know, it's got an ing on it. So yeah, um, that shot that shocked Marsha because obviously we had Maddie with us who's twelve and she did you know they were good at yeah I was like yeah I knew I didn't know I didn't know when but I knew well and I had seen a couple of days before the movie came out that James Gunn the director said that it was going to have Marvel's first full fledged F bomb. And so I was kind of, Oh, when, when, where are they going to put it? You know, where, yeah. where makes sense, you know? And cause I know in the past, like at the end of guardians of the galaxy volume two, Groot says something, you know, he says, I am Groot. And then I think Craglin or Yondu says, what does he say? What did he say? And rocket says, he says, welcome to the fricking guardians of the galaxy. Except yeah. he didn't say frickin', you know? So I thought maybe <laughs> they would insert it there and actually use not freaking and you know? Um, but sorry, James, spoiler alert. That's that's not where they decided to enter in the, the F-bomb, <laughs> but you'll have to wait and see, I guess. But yeah, if you're taking your kids to this movie, there is an F-bomb in it. Um, I think if your kid's older than probably eight years old, they've probably heard the F-bomb already, you know, in school or whatnot, but... 
something maybe you should be aware of because most people probably aren't expecting that in a Marvel movie. Now, there's been a lot of close calls or teases of the F word in Marvel before. You know, you have the, you know, an, an F or a F or it's like, you know, and it gets cut off or what have you. But yeah, it's it's the full word plus ing, like Jason said. So uh, yeah. it's used lightheartedly, you know. If that makes anybody feel any better, but it is in there. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've actually got the I found a TikTok video with that scene on it, and so it's saved in my in my favorite. So I can I can check it out like once a day because I think <laughs> when, it's funny. <laughs> when when Marsha asks you a question like that, that Jason, and she says, "Did you know that was coming?" Do you just ever look at it and say? You realize I host a podcast, right? <laughs> I, I, I should. I should. I was like, yeah. I, See, I of knew course I knew. <laughs> yeah. And then I kind of like with Maddie and I think my other daughter, I think leading up to it a couple weeks before it came out, I was I was dropping some things that I heard and I I, I probably dropped a few lies that, hey, this is going to happen. So it might make you sad. That they didn't really happen. I was just trying to mess with them. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Kay- Kaylee said – Cause she, when she went to see, what's that last Spider-Man movie? Uh, no way home. No way home. She says she bawled during that. I haven't seen it yet, but she says she cried in Guardians of the Galaxy three more than she cried at the Spider-Man movie. Uh, and she yeah. really loves the Spider-Man. So, um, I never used to be a crier in movies. Uh, I think, yeah. I think recently I've become more sensitive for unknown reasons. Yeah. Um, but there, <laughs> there were several scenes where Marsha looked over at me shook her head and just gave me a dirty look. So, uh, so I can't, I can't believe you. And it was kind of, we took her out for mother's day cause mother's day was the next day. So, so I like can't believe kind of movie. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe you took me to this movie for mother's day kind of thing. So yeah, I got to the end. I, me and Calvin said, that's, this is a great movie. And they're like, great movie. they're like wiping their eyes. And <laughs> so, I, you know, I will say that there were some moments in this movie that made me teary eyed as well. Um, and I think it's one of those things that I've talked about before with some of our other movie reviews is there's a very strong sense of family in this guardians of the galaxy movie. Yeah. The guardians are, are a family of their own. And I think those types of messages or portrayals in movies, um, I've become more sensitive to recently. Yeah. And so they, they, they kind of hit home and, you know, I'm not against it. You know, I'll, I'll cry in a movie. You know, I, I used to be very proud. It's like, oh, I never cry in movies, but yeah, uh, it's a phenomenal movie. If you get the chance to watch it, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And I will, the last thing I'm going to say about it, and I'm going to piggyback on his family. There is a family moment toward the end where everybody in the audience, and if, if, if Cody didn't get it, or if yeah, I can, I can tell you later, but where, where you become part of the guardians of the galaxy family. Oh, there, there, there's a specific moment where you will know, or you might know, you might not know. I, I, I had to explain it to the girls, but, uh, had you seen, had you seen anything about that prior to going to see it? And did just, you know that the only thing I it? heard is kind of like what I, what I just told you, I heard there, there's a moment in the movie where, okay. where you will, where where you will become part of the of the Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy family, and you should recognize it. Okay, because I I mean obviously I saw opening weekend and there was yeah. still kind of like a, you know I was trying to avoid anything mm-hmm. too spoilery, 
And so I didn't realize what that was when I first saw it the first time through. And I was kind of upset about it. And I'm like, I can't believe after all this time they they would just change it like that. That, You know, it's because you've gotten used to it and they make several comments about it throughout the movie. Right. And then I'm like, now all of a sudden it's just not that way anymore. And then I had seen afterwards, you know, the director explaining why that was. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And now I'm, I'm okay with it. Now I get it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying not to ruin it for James. I know know. you got, you got the one character who, who it kind of happens to toward that, toward the end. And then it happens to you. Oh, because I didn't, I didn't catch that. Um, she didn't under, she didn't cause her back was towards him. I didn't yeah. understand the first time through that. She didn't realize who was talking to her right. at first until she turned around. And then she had that look on her face. It's like, Oh, it's you. And I didn't realize it was you because yeah, because of that, you know, yeah. I didn't catch. So go that see little, it, James. So we yeah. can talk about this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch that the first time through her yeah. reaction to that. I caught that the second time through and that further established me feel, now feeling okay about it. Right. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, knowing that, you know, going into it the second time when it happened again, it was definitely kind of that familial, yeah. you know, bonding moment. And I, I had, like I said, I had only seen kind of how I explained it. And then afterward I saw some quotes from, from the director. So then, but I recognized it. I was like, Oh, that's what I had heard about. And that's very cool. So, yeah, cool. So check it out. Guardians of the galaxy three. Uh, and then, uh, maybe, maybe once James see it and we get done with our, uh, Disney movie or Disney animated movies that we're going to be talking about here soon, maybe we can do a a guardians of the galaxy, uh, where, where we watch all three of them and then we can talk about it. So you go, maybe we could start with the whole Marvel cinematic universe. (laughs) I did that. I did Did that. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. you did, huh? Yeah, because I had I had seen here and there, so I started with uh, Iron Man. I think Iron Man. I, I think Iron Man is still probably the the first one is still probably one of my favorites. It would it would probably be in my top five. Uh, I I love I love Endgame, uh, even though you know Endgame Infinity War. I, even though there are some some sad things that happen, uh, I think they're great. But uh, yeah. and then the the original Ant Man and the Wasp. That's that's one of my favorites too, uh, with Paul Rudd. And then the what's the character's name that that's his 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 partner uh, in the security business, uh, Michael Pena. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what his character name is. Yeah, I don't forget what his character. But Michael Pena, I love Michael Pena as 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 an actor, and he's hilarious in that movie. How how he tells the stories, uh, and uh, you know it's the actors mouthing it, but it's Michael Pena's voice coming out of their mouths, and it's just. So I mean they that that's probably in my top five too. But um yeah, we can I mean we could do a Marvel. Uh we're gonna have to have do to, something. Have to watch yep. them all through again. So all right, that's all that's the news I got. I don't know if James had anything else to share. You know what? One other thing that I heard about a couple of days ago, I, I'm sure you guys probably heard this too. Um there's a lawsuit that was filed, I guess, naming Bob Chapek uh uh-huh. as one of the one of the key people. Uh, also including uh, the current CFO, Christine McCarthy, basically alleging that uh, these executives of the Disney company, the Walt Disney company, um, 
providing misleading statements and omissions about Disney Plus and its subscriber growth, which I think was a little bit of a thing in the past. I think we've heard a little bit about that, mm-hmm. um, but I just thought it was interesting a couple of days ago that an actual lawsuit has been filed as of now. And Chapek is one of the ones named. Christine McCarthy is one of the ones named. Uh, I think there's a couple other executives in the company itself. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out here in yeah. the near future. Yeah. So. I think it was part of, um, from what I understand, and I haven't really read a lot into it, but it seemed like Chapek liked to, I don't know, Inflate rearrange or, numbers. Yeah. You yeah, know, to make things look better than they were, you know. You know, he'd put budgetary stuff under different studios and different productions. And then, you know, to where it made, you know, certain Disney plus projects look more profitable and things like that. So I know that lawsuit is, you know, it's almost kind of, I think, suing based on fraud really being, you know, lying about, you know, subscriber growth and profitability and things like that and misleading investors, which, which is fraud. So I think one of the people, one of the executives named, um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was kind of Chapek's right hand man. I think he was the head of kind of the, the entertainment division or the direct to consumer division. I'm not sure exactly what the division was called, but I think that was one of the first people that Iger let go once he was reinstated as CEO and was doing his reshuffling of executives and such. So mm-hmm. that'll be, that'll inter- be interesting to see how that plays out, especially where one of the people named is the current CFO, Christine McCarthy, as you mentioned. And she is last we heard on the shortlist for the next CEO. So it'll be curious yeah. to see, you know, how high she really is on that short list and if this lawsuit potentially changes her position on that list. I hope so, because I don't like her. <laughs> Isn't she the one that said that uh you yes. know our guests could use smaller portions? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is the one. She was the reason why James couldn't get a raspberry macaron or whatever. Yeah. Christine <laughs> McCarthy. <laughs> so not well, to be confused right. with Christina McCarthy or what's her hey. name that plays Ursula now? Is it Christina uh, McCarthy? Uh, no. Uh, what no, uh, what's her name? It's not Melissa McCarthy, is it? Is it oh, Melissa? Melissa? Yeah, it's oh, Melissa. Okay. All right. Anyways, yeah. completely different person. So Yeah, completely. <laughs> so we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I'm not gonna cut out anything. So, yeah, we know. All right. Well, (laughs) freaking Chevy (laughs) Chagas. All right. I think that's all the news we got, right? Nothing else? I think so. Yeah, I think think we should call it there as far as news goes. All right. So if you've been following us, listening to us for the last couple of years now, I guess it's been uh, since episode 51, uh, we have been uh, taking a journey through the Disney animated feature film library, starting with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And we've been watching them all, talking about them and giving them a rating. Uh, and then in a couple episodes, we'll be complete and we'll see which ones were our favorites as a combined podcast and then uh, which ones are our favorites individually, because uh, we are currently on the 56th. 
animated feature film, which means we only have after tonight, one, two, three, four, five left that are, that are currently, Oh, bless you. That are currently out. I tried, I tried tried to mute my microphone, but I hit it so hard that it muted it and unmuted it. That's right. So we've got five more after tonight. Uh, and then, uh, we'll have a, uh, we actually have one coming out in November, but we'll be, we'll be long done with these, but we will, uh, we will make sure we do wish when it comes out and then add it to our list. Um, yes. So tonight we are on, like I said, the 56th animated or Disney animated feature film. And that is Moana. Uh, Moana, a little, little background on Moana. It was, it premiered at the AFI fest at the El Capitan theater on November 14th, 2016. It was generally released to the public on November 23rd, 2016 and it starred i know i'm gonna mess up her name but i think it's pronounced ali e cravajo as the voice of moana is that close sure close enough for okay me. yeah uh i think it's ali e and because it's spelled a u l i apostrophe i and i think i saw an interview with her and uh the rock Dwayne Johnson, and he couldn't pronounce it, and she was trying to teach him. So he uh, couldn't pronounce it. The guy's Polynesian. Yeah, yeah, he was he he was having trouble pronouncing it. So uh, it's her as the voice of Moana. You got Dwayne Johnson uh, as the voice of Maui. Some of the other names in there. You got Rachel House, Tamara Mar- uh, Morrison, Jermaine Clement, uh, Nicole Scherzinger, and one of my favorite. Actors recently, because he's in everything Disney, is Alan Tudyk. So, <laughs> he was actually the voice of uh, Hey Hey, uh, and uh, was the voice of one of the villagers later in the movie that that talks about uh, killing Hey Hey, so like frying or cooking him up or something. So, um, let's see what else can I say about the movie. It uh, see what's the what's the basic plot? Yeah, you got a girl who's trying to save her island, basically. Um, and she has to, uh, her and Maui, Dwayne Johnson, have to team up. Uh, let's see, it says right here. So, set in ancient Polynesia. Good night, Maddie. The film tells the story of Moana, the strong-willed daughter of a chief of a chief of a coastal village who is chosen by the ocean itself to reunite a mystical relic with the goddess Tefiti. When a blight strikes her island, Moana sets sail in search of Maui, a legendary demigod, in the hope of returning the relic to Tafiti and saving her people. Uh, it is an original story, but it does take inspiration from some Polynesian myths. Uh, it was directed by John Musker, Ron Clements. Um, I already told you who it was starring. Uh, so let's get into. I well, it did make. I, I, I can bring 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 that up later. So, what do you guys think of Moana? I know it's been a couple weeks now since I've seen it because I watched it when we were originally going to record. Uh, but what do you think? Anybody can go first. I enjoyed it. First time seeing it, James? Yes. Or did you see it back when it came out? I have never seen this movie before. Um, you know, you mentioned Alan voicing Hey Hey. I, I have seen that chicken on shirts and, and posters and stuff. And I've always thought, A, how do you pronounce that stupid bird's name? And where in the heck is that movie? What movie is that stupid bird from? Like I never knew, but right. Hey, Hey is 
hilarious. Yeah, uh, I think uh, great <laughs> character. Um, I think all the characters in this film are are, are great. Um, the actress that does Moana is fantastic. Dwayne Johnson, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I think he does a great job as Maui. Um, the others do a great job. I think the songs are, are fantastic. Uh, you know, I think they're they're mostly written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too long after, you know, doing Hamilton stuff. And, and uh, you know, I think he does a great job with these songs. So I really, I think the story's good. I think the animation's fantastic. I really enjoyed this movie. All right. Cody. Um, I also really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's not the first time I've seen it. I've seen it a few times. I didn't see this movie in theaters. I saw it close to it, maybe a year after it came out. Um, I just never got around to seeing this one in theater. Um, I do really like the songs. Again, this is a movie that, uh, has a, you know, a message about family in it. And, you know, that hits a sensitive spot for me. And so I appreciate that aspect of it. You know, I do get emotional at certain parts watching this movie. And uh, the music is great. I think I already mentioned that, but the music's phenomenal. There's the only part I dislike about this entire movie is the stupid crab. The, the shiny crab. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts. I think that entire <laughs> sequence is completely unnecessary. You got to get the hook back though. There's a million other ways <laughs> he could, that he could retrieve that hook or that hook could have been somewhere else. It didn't need to be on this annoying shiny crab. Aside from that, that's, that's been my only critique ever about this, about this movie. Granted, it's an extremely catchy song, and that's probably part of the reason why I don't like it. Uh, because I don't like it, but I sing along to it anyways because it's written so dang well that you just can't <laughs> not sing along to it. And so I give credit to Lynn Manuel for that. It's a beautifully crafted song, but I hate it. Uh, and I just think that entire sequence with the crab was was unnecessary. But everything outside of that, I think it was... You know, it's kind of spoilery, I guess, but we've all seen it. And if you haven't seen Moana by now, what the heck are you doing? Go watch it. It's been seven years. Yes. So. Uh, they're already going to remake it, so you better go watch it. Yep. Um, I think, you know, it was a great twist that um, what the, 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 the evil goddess, what was her name? I can't remember now. Uh, Talk about Tafiti. Well, Tafiti was the the good one, right? Right. Oh, oh, Taka. Taka. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, and they yeah. end up being. We learn that they end up being one and the same. That Tafiti turned into Taka because Maui stole Tafiti's heart and all that. And I thought that was very clever. You know, and I think I've mentioned it before. I'm not super. Uh, insightful when watching movies, I, but I, that's something I didn't see coming. I, you know, because they told me it was Taka was not, you know, it was a completely separate identity from Tafiti. You know, I was kind of surprised when it turned out, oh, it's it is Tafiti. You know, so I so I liked that twist. I liked that 
Moana could replace the heart and Taka turns back into Defeaty. And so I thought that was that was fun. I liked the way that was done. The the kind of the parting of the sea moment there at the end where she walks to um Taka to replace the heart, you know, with the music playing and it's all very, you know, cerebral and everything. It's it's very beautiful. It's a nice sequence. So I really like this movie aside from the crab. Yeah. You're not a big, I know you've mentioned that before. You're not a big fan of this guy. <laughs> but it's a catchy song. Oh my, it's a great song. I mean, uh, Lin-Manuel is a great songwriter. I mean, he's essentially the new, like, Alan Menken, really. You know, he's kind of the go-to for Disney music right now. But, and so, you know, I give him credit for that song because it's it's a gr- great, you know, it's, it's written very well. I just don't, I just felt that, that it was very unnecessary. But, you know, very few movies, you know, you, you know, could argue that something wasn't necessarily necessary (laughs) necessary yeah Yeah, so i i i saw this in the theater and then it's been a probably a steady uh or it's been steadily on the playlist at our house so i've seen it and i probably don't have enough fingers to count how many times i've seen it so uh i enjoy i I enjoy the story um i love maui uh i love hey hey um their uh their their comedy back and forth when they're when they're on the little raft together uh he gets shot in the butt with a blow dart and uh uh he he, he tries throwing her off the ship a couple times or the little boat and she ends up coming back because the water brings her back and i mean the songs are great um so uh yeah it's got catchy songs like you said even the shiny song i meant uh that that cody doesn't like um, very like, 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 like Cody said, very, very family oriented. She's, she's going off to try to save, to try to save her family and her, and her people. Uh, cause the, the island is dying or whatever. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a great movie. Um, some that, you know, that I don't mind watching over. I think we, I, I watched it for the episode and then we happened to be sitting around like a week later. And I think, I think we did watch it again. So I have seen it twice since, 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 uh, since we decided, or since we were going to do this episode. So, uh, like, like was mentioned before, there's a live action coming out, uh, soon. It's uh, mostly starring the same people, right? Dwayne Jones would yeah. be Maui. And as far as I know, they're reprising the roles and they're, I think, I think, um, I was just looking at it here. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, accolades, legacy, live action. Um, it's going to be produced by Dwayne Johnson along with a couple other people. Um, executive produced by, I'll say her name, Ali E. Carvajal. She's, she's going to be an executive producer as well as uh, being in the movie, I think. So yeah. uh, this movie was very successful at the box office. Uh, between uh, U.S. and worldwide markets, made about six hundred and ninety million dollars on a uh, what shows here about one hundred fifty to one hundred seventy-five million dollar budget. So very successful, which um, 
you can't really say for a couple of the recent uh, Disney releases, Disney and Disney Pixar animated stuff. So, uh, not to get us too far off track, but did you guys see the news that there's a teacher in Florida being investigated for indoctrination because she showed <laughs> Strange World, Strange World class? class. Yeah, now, I didn't read the article. I just saw the highlight or the 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 headlines. I, I haven't read it yet, but yeah, yeah. She um, she made a TikTok about it from from her side of things. I saw that. Oh, I came okay. across that today. But very yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, this is just a great movie, and it's probably it's coming up. We're coming coming up toward toward the end. Like I said, we got five left, and there's probably only one coming up that I liked at least as much as Moana, or maybe a little more. Uh, that we'll get to. So, uh, we'll save that for when we do that episode. But. Uh, that's all I really got to say is it's, it's one that if, if I come across it on the TV and there's nothing else, you know, I'll watch it again. Uh, I know, I know my, my girls like it. Uh, so I'll probably watch it a couple times this year. So nothing else more I can say. I think we can go to our ratings. Let's do it. All right. I, I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way. Uh, I gave it a 93. 93. Wow. Which puts it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, tied for eighth, along with Tangled. Nice. So. Very cool. 93. Who's next? I'll go. Okay. Uh, I also gave it a 93. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's the exact score I had. Yep. Ninety-three. Okay, so Which we got to average makes it my my number eleven, I believe, combined oh, okay. ranking of nine so far. Uh, but I think it's my number eleven. Okay, and Cody. I also gave it a ranking. A <laughs> <laughs> <Of> ninety-three. <laughs> I gave it it a 98. Oh, wow. So it's way up there for you. All right, let me see. So we got an average of 94.67. Difference between all of us of five. And where does that rank it, James? I think you got it pulled up. Combined ranking should be eighth. Looks like that's Cody's number six. I don't know if it's tied for anything, but... Shows it's in sixth place, but combined ranking between the three of us, that puts it in the top eight, number eight. Yeah, between Princess and a Frog and Tarzan. Yep. So, very interesting. Uh, I do have one rating from a listener, Amber sent in a rating a while ago when we were originally going to do it. Uh, she gave it 88. 88. So she's a little lower than us, but... Any comments on pretty... it or just the rating? She just gave me the rating this time, so... okay. Yeah, I, do I don't know if you had any. as well. I don't know All if right. Cody has any or not. I do have one. You want to do yours? Because mine are going to take a little bit. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, Lucy and I watched this together. Uh, she enjoyed it, but I guess not as much as I did. She she's a, a tough critic. Um, she gave it an eighty-two. Eighty-two. All right. She's so what do you got, critic. James? So I've got a few. Um, 
from some family. I, I asked Ray Lynn uh, as I was watching it, and it's been several weeks now. I mean, I think I watched this back in, I don't know, early April at this point. I don't know. Um, anyways, I asked Ray Lynn, you know, what would you rate it? And I was expecting quite a, a high rating, but she just kind of, her face kind of fell and she just looked at me and said 50. Oh, wow. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So Lucy's not quite as tough a critic as Ray Lynn, <laughs> at least for this one. Um, I... Sorry. Hold on one sec. Uh, I did hear from Brianna also. Um, he gave it an 89. And Riley gave it a 93 also. So Riley, oh. good rating. Yeah. Um, I do have some TikTok ratings real quick. I'll run through if that's okay. Yes, that's great. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. I was shaking my head. So sorry. Cool, cool. So I'm trying to pull them up. You can still hear me, okay? Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything good? Yeah. Okay. I'm just having my headphones are having a. a oh okay. Time, but. They're back now. So TikTok, uh, I put out a thing a while ago, uh, you know, asking for ratings. Uh, Rosa Casas gave it 10 out of 100. Uh, that's not very good. That's not very good. <laughs> Someone else who doesn't actually have a screen name, it's just a, like an emoji. It's like a, a crescent moon. Uh, they gave it 100. Uh, it says one of my faves. Uh, someone named James with a skull uh, emoji after that, and I think a ninja emoji. Uh, just rewatched 90 out of 100. Uh, screen name I love pickles with multiple S's at the end, <laughs> so I guess they love pickles. Uh, Ninety-five out of a hundred. Uh, someone named your local Kenzie says sixty-five because I liked it, but it's not my fave. Uh, someone named Gray gave it a hundred. Uh, someone named Mama Mia gave it seventy-five. I loved it, not my fave though. Uh, someone else uh, just with an emoji. A hundred, my favorite. A hundred, my favorite Disney movie. Um, someone named Leah, uh, just put one. So I guess they hated it. <laughs> and then someone, someone named Riley, um, spelled R Y L E I G H. Uh, I don't even know what that is. I think it's like a hundred billion or maybe it's a trillion. I don't know. It's a one with a bunch of zeros and I'm not going to bother. Counting so they, it, so they seem to like it. They seem to like it. Yes. So those are some of the ratings we got from TikTok. So, uh, appreciate you guys uh, giving those ratings through TikTok, and uh, we'll try to solicit some additional ratings for the next movie. Yeah, uh, which, which I believe is which one is it? Should be Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah, that's right. Yep, Ralph breaks the internet. The next one that we'll be talking about. So we got Ralph breaks the internet left. We got Frozen two. Uh, we got that one person in the Last Dragon. Uh, Encanto and then Strange World, um, which I have not seen Strange World yet. I was saving it for when we do that episode, so it'll be the first time that I've seen it. So, um, a few things I did want to bring up that I forgot uh, some of the accolades that this movie received. And uh, I don't, I'd never heard of the AARP Annual Movies for Grown Ups Awards. (laughs) <laughs> but there's a category called best movie for grownups who refuse to grow up. And this movie was nominated in that category. It did not win, uh, but it was nominated. Um, cool. It was nominated for the best feature animated feature 
and the best original song for How Far I'll Go at the Academy Awards in 2017, but it did not win. I'd be interested to know what animated feature won. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. I think I could pull it up real quick. Um, if it doesn't take too long, best picture, best director. How far do I got to go down? Best supporting actress. I don't want to say, Oh, there it is. Best animated feature. Oh, Zootopia won that year. Oh, so I, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, I love Zootopia too. So, um, those movies came out the same year. They were in the same cat. Uh, they were in the same um, cycle. Yeah. Um, huh. I I don't know exactly. Actually, I can. I saw them both being released in 2016. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Um, let's see some of the other awards, Academy Awards. You know, those are the two. And then uh, uh, Billboard Awards, the soundtrack won uh, at the 2000. That's weird. So at the 2017 Billboard Awards, it was nominated, but it won at the 2018 Billboard Awards. So it must have been eligible in both years somehow. Hmm. Missed out on one year, won in another. Um, so, and then uh, How Far I'll Go won the best song written for visual media at the Grammys. Uh, and then a bunch of other little uh, other awards that I don't really know what they are, but. Um, so there you go. Lost out to Zootopia. So as James said, the next movie we are going to do, the 57th animated feature film, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yes. Uh, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. Um, and then Imagine we're com- Dragons on the soundtrack. There you go. And then we're coming up on the end. Yeah. So I think we're still on pace for July. If we can knock out, you know, at least one more episode this month and two or three in June. We should finish up with this in July. And then we'll have to discuss what we're what we're doing next. Going back to the old way of choosing a random topic, or we can do Pixar, or we can do all kinds of things. Uh, I thought about attractions, but we'd have to limit that to Disneyland because I haven't been to Walt Disney World. Uh, right. So... Uh, I thought attractions would be something cool to talk about, but I'm I'm open to anything. So we'll talk about that later. Cool. Um, so there you go. If you have any thoughts on this movie, any past movie where we talked about, or any future movie we may talk about, whether it's animated or whatever, Guardians of the Galaxy three, uh, shoot us an email, talking Disney Podcast at gmail.com. Share your thoughts, comments, criticisms of the movie what you liked what you didn't like and we will no 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 keep your criticisms to yourself Nah, i gotta share them (laughs) especially if you get as as heated as james does for mobile ordering yeah raspberry macarons (laughs) all right well if that's uh if you guys got nothing else i'm on we will move on to our last thing of the night and cody's favorite favorite part of the day are you wanting to do it still tonight yeah, why not? Okay. Let's do um, – how many questions does your card have? Oh, here. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Okay. We'll do it. We'll just do it fast. Okay. All right, so pick an easy card. Here we go. <laughs> Cody's Corner. Come on, gather round. Cody's Corner. Where nobody wears a frown. Cody's Corner. 
I just got to say, I love that song. <laughs> James says that every episode. I know. It's weird. It sounds exactly the same, too. Sometimes he says it twice. I just yeah. got to say, I love it's that song. Weird, <laughs> now, I got to uh, find my markers. Uh-oh, where'd my... they go? Oh, I found it. I found it. All right. All right. I still have the score it's, from last time. Looks like I won last time. You did. You did. <laughs> I think in what, 2021? Is that when we did it last? <laughs> yeah. You're up, Cody. Take it away. All righty. So if you're new here, Cody's Corner is a little segment where I like to do whatever the heck I want. So recently. Which is no uh, different than any other time. So. <laughs> Just well, ask Lucy. Maybe not so. Uh, Okay. Uh, recently, uh, it's it's more trivia than anything else. But in the past, we've done some creative thought topics and things like that. But for the last little while, we've been doing trivia because I have lots of source material for trivia. And it's very easy for me to do without a lot of prep work. And it's fun making James and Jason look bad that they don't know the answers to a lot of these questions. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I will. I, to, I will say I'm a very I'm I'm a great Disney researcher, but Indeed. you got to give me time to research it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, typically I have a card of trivia questions, and there are five questions on the card. Jason, are you wanting to do all five tonight? Just yeah, make it yeah, quick? yeah. Sure, I'm good. Does that work for you, James? Absolutely. All right. Well, are we ready, boys and girls, or boys and we boys? Are ready, boys and ready girls, for listening. Well, let me make sure my marker still works. Yep, still working. All right. Question number one: The ballroom dancing scene from Beauty and the Beast borrows animation from what previous Disney movie? Oh. You've probably seen an article about this somewhere before. Yes, I should know this, but I can't think of the answer. I'll read it again. The ballroom dancing scene from Beauty and the Beast borrows animation from what previous Disney movie? All right, I've got an answer. Not sure if I'm right, but I know I've, I've, I know I've heard this before. Yeah, so have I. And I can't think... Uh... Well, sucks to well, be you. All right. <laughs> I don't think mine's right, but here we go. All right. Here let's we go. See what Ready? We got. Reveal. Reveal. Oh, James and Jason both say Cinderella. And unfortunate for both of them, they're both wrong. Yeah. Really? Yes. The correct answer was Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. That's right. Dang it. Dang it. Okay. All right. If you got that right at home or car or work or toilet give yourself a point yeah yeah yes <laughs> and if we read them if we give you the answer too fast you can always pause it and write down your answer and then yep. unpause it and listen to cody's answer yep all right question number yep. two uh we'll see if jason knows this one i feel like jason should know this one but oh, we'll no jason doesn't know it <laughs> All right. Question number two. You can't say that because then it makes me look bad and I don't know it. <laughs> what year did Oswald the Lucky Rabbit debut? 
Oh. oh. What year did Oswald the Lucky Rabbit debut? If I get this right, it's because... When was he born? All right, if I so get this got... right, it's because I think I saw... I'll tell you after. I don't want to say anything. Oh, it's more Oswald merchandise. Yeah, I know. I was, I was just looking up something Oswald the other day too. Oswald was in the park on Saturday. Was he? I found him one time, uh, and I I haven't been. I've never seen him back there again. So I've I've got a picture with him from one time. I I don't remember who all was in the picture, but uh, I do have a picture. But he was right there on Buena Vista Street walking in on Saturday, on either Saturday or Friday. I'm not sure which day, but yeah, he was there doing pictures. I. I was like, oh, we got to get a picture. But then there were people, and so we did. So anyways, yeah. wait, there's wait, a lot wait. of Oswald merchandise around right now. Right now there is, yeah. yeah. Um, is it for like the eras, you know, collections that they're doing for the 100th anniversary? Yeah. I yeah. I think that's there's a lot on the Shop, Shop Disney, a lot more. I know James bought that humidifier. That thing uh, is cool, the diffuser. Yeah. Oh, yeah, diffuser, yeah. All right, all right. Do we have? I'm an trying answer? to. I, yes. I, I'm, I'm. If I'm wrong, I'm, enough I'm time on. stalling. Yeah. yeah, I've had it for quite a while. If I'm wrong, it's by one year, but I don't think I'm wrong. All okay, right, ready? Let's see what we got. Again, James and Jason both say 1927, and again, they are both correct this time. Correct. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because I know I saw someone wearing like a like a shirt or something with him on it, and there was a big 27 on the back. Nice. Yeah. So, All right. right. I was at the parks over the weekend, because that helped me answer that question. All right. Question number three. In the 1955 film, Lady and the Tramp, Lady is friends with two other dogs. What are their names? In the 1955 film Lady and the Tramp, Lady is friends with two other dogs. What are their names? Okay, I've got an answer. All right. Okay. I'm sure it's wrong. If either of you want to also list their breed, you could win some bonus points. Yeah, I I don't. I'm just ready to jump. (laughs) Can I I phone a friend? Yeah, James, you can ask Jason. And Jason, you can ask James. Uh, All right. All right. What do we got? (laughs) Okay. Jason says, who are question mark? And James says, Cody and Jason. Uh, Don't we have to word our answer in the form of a question? Or is that another game show? <laughs> That's a different That's game, game show. show. <laughs> Unfortunately, they are, again, both, at least they're in sync tonight. They're both wrong. And I know I'm going to recognize the names, don't you, Sam? But. Yeah, and I know with the breed for Cody and Jason, they're both a couple of Shih Tzus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and that is the end of Cody's Corner. <laughs> Nobody gets the answer now. <laughs> Jason wins. Oh, give us the answer. <laughs> All right. The correct answer is Jock, or or perhaps Jacques. Yeah. He's a Scottish terrier. 
and Trusty, the Bloodhound. Jacques ah. and Trusty. So, right. uh, oh, oh, here we go. I, I, I needed this. <laughs> yeah, that was a big fat zero. Yeah. All right. Question number four. In the movie Cars, what are the names of the two characters who Lightning McQueen races against for the Piston Cup? Oh, man. Uh, In the movie Cars, what are the names of the two characters or the other two race cars who Lightning McQueen (laughs) races against for the Piston Cup? I'm just going to mark my wrong right here. Uh, Just get that soundboard ready. Yeah. Hold on. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Yeah, I I can't. I I know one was the blue car who is uh who is supposed to be Richard Petty. Uh, and then yeah, I don't know. So there we go. I can't. I can't think of their names. <laughs> Jason had a question mark. James says Ramon and Luigi. At least my characters are in the movie, <laughs> right? They are in the Aren't movie. They, and they are cars. Yeah, yeah. They're just not race cars. They're just not race cars. I know. I know. The correct answer is Chick Hicks and Strip the King Weathers. Okay. Uh, I should have known. Yeah, I, Chick Hearn popped in my mind, but he's a he was a I think a sportscaster or something. So, uh, all right, we suck. All right, final question: What is the first thing Phineas and Ferb built during summer vacation in the show Phineas and Ferb? Oh shoot! Jason looks like he knows this one. No, I I do I do like watching Phineas. And, I like the theme song to Phineas uh, and Ferb. Yeah. Theme song's great. Show's fantastic. I was going to say, I think James has talked about Phineas and Ferb more than once. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. I love Episode uh, one. What did they build? Um, I'm just taking a guess. Back when I took tests, it was called a wag. You'll have to Google that if you want me to say it, because this is a family show. I don't know if I want that on my search history. <laughs> Isn't is that a song? It, oh, it might no. be. Wrong no. letter. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> oh, I think James, James might be right. Jason says no, Treehouse. James you know says is Rocket. A, I almost wrote Treehouse. <laughs> so if you're right. Anyways. The correct answer they're both wrong, in case you were oh, wondering. <laughs> the correct answer was a roller coaster. Oh, roller coaster. All right. So we tied one to one in this ex- expedient episode of Coding's Corner. Yes. Uh, even though I don't, I don't know mostly. I, I, I like it because I get to learn something. So. Yes. Uh, but we got we got the Oswald one right. Nineteen twenty-seven. Yep. I think one of these days, me and James need to come up with questions each and ask Cody. We're gonna hijack Cody's corner. We're gonna pull. We're gonna pull up in our little white van, throw a hood over Cody's head, get in, kidnap him, get in, loser. Free candy inside. (laughs) And Cody uh, Cody will be like. (laughs) 
and we're going to find 10 of the toughest Disney questions out there. We should. So, with the way you guys play, you just have to draw two <laughs> random cards out of this deck I have, and they'll be the 10 artists. <laughs> oh, yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. All so, right. we're tied. Good job. Yep. Throw my. Hey, I did pick this up the other day, James. Didn't you get that? I did, yep. Yeah. Volume two, I think, is coming out. So Oh yeah? Yeah. Um I haven't opened it yet, but and who knows if I ever will. Maybe it'll just sit there. Because I think most of those you can find on Disney Plus, most of the the shorts. They're they're not all on there. I'm discovering because I'm doing a lot of research on animated short films. Um and there's not a lot. You you would think Disney Plus would have more with um, how much they were supposedly making, according to all the subscribers they had, according to Chafek. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about that later. All right, good job, guys. Yep. Great, that great Cody's corner. So uh, yes, we, we heard this a lot, <laughs> or we should have. <laughs> yeah. We should have. Yep. Cody, you just need to get your own little, not necessarily soundboard, but maybe a like a buzzer that you can just buzz next to the mic when when we're wrong. So yeah, I should invest in a buzzer. That's a good that's yeah. a good idea. I want to get like a little soundboard, and I'm hoping that you know if I have it plugged in and everything on my end, that the sound effects will will come through as we're recording. Um, yeah. But I just haven't I haven't spent the money on one yet, so. Understandable. Understandable. All right. Well, that's all we have for tonight. Before we do get out of here, I did want to share some of our social media. Uh, let me uh, log in here real quick. And if you want to check out the episode more than just listen to us on the podcast, uh, you can, if you're a fan of Facebook, you can uh, check out at Talking Disney Podcast over there. You can like us there. If you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Talking Disney, just Talking Disney. If you're on Instagram, it's at Talking Disney Podcast. TikTok, at Talking Disney Podcast. I know James is throwing up some stuff there. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search at Talking Disney Podcast. Um, our episode, our, not our most recent episodes, but some of our episodes are on there, and James is working diligently to get the other ones put up there. Uh, and then... Uh, I think I've posted some random stuff up there. I'll get back to posting. Like I said, it's been a busy last couple of months. So yep. uh, you can always email us talking Disney podcast at gmail.com. Share your thoughts, questions. Um, if you, if you have any questions for us, if you have any show ideas, etc., and you can check out the website, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com uh, where the show will be loaded prior to making its way out to all the various streaming services out there. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, etc. So, yes, that is all I got. Where hopefully we don't have to pull it down a few weeks later. Yeah, yeah, Shh. we won't talk about that. <laughs> we don't, we don't talk about chimichangas no more. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, we can talk about Bruno, but not chimichangas. <laughs> so, uh, cool. All right, you guys got any last minute alibis? I think I'm good. No. Um, all right. We'll check out Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, you can share your ratings with us for next episode. 
Uh, if you're on TikTok, I'm sure James will throw something up uh, where you can share your ratings there if you want. Yep. Um, Looking at it right now. Out of a hundred, or you can do out of a million, or out of a trillion, or whatever. Yeah, whatever it seems like we're pretty do. lenient on this rating scale. So. <laughs> whatever Rate, you want to do, rated on a zero point one to one, one being highest is cool. Um, whatever you want to do, tell us what your thoughts on Ralph breaks the internet. So, again, like we always say, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. Um, yes, thank and, you. Uh, Until uh, next time, we will talk to you later. Bye. See This episode of the Talking Disney Podcast brought to you by Jackson Family Travel. For all your Disney and cruising needs, contact Jackson Family Travel. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) Cody says bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, (laughs) Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now Now it's time time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-